going? I think so too. No, go away, phone. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what was that? <laughs> chaos! Hello and welcome to A Brief History of... Oh, hello, it's always chaotic. <laughs> welcome. This is weird, can I just say? Yes. It's very weird to finally be here. This has been like five months in the making. Oh my god, yes. Oh boy, lockdown two project, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so creative. I know. Yes, yeah. so today we thought we'd just give a general overview of who we are, why we think we have the audacity to do a podcast. What gives us the right <laughs> to tell you all about material culture. <laughs> We're both UHI students. I'm a history student. And I'm a joint history and archaeology student. Hopefully. So we thought we'd combine the two and make a podcast out of it. Yes. It's all about material culture um, and how I think we both collectively agree it shapes history. Absolutely. Um, and how often it's more important to see objects than to just... More important to see than, like, you know, to have a picture. It's more easier to interpret something Mm -hmm. than words. And I feel like, I think we both agree that objects do that so well. And everyone can have different meanings. And it just, you know, gives history a broader involvement. I feel like the more, like, narratives you can get out of an object, the more kind of interesting it makes history in the first place. Absolutely, especially with like the first couple of episodes we've got planned. Yes, definitely. I know. So many theories. No written documents, but you know, we're all about interpretations. Yeah, that's literally what we're going to be doing. All that it is. (laughs) Should we say what our interests are? Yes. Okay, so first. So, as a joint history and archaeology student, I mainly err on the side of archaeology. Preferably like Neolithic Orkney. That's always a really interesting little school of things. It definitely is. I'll just say that. It definitely <laughs> is. Um, like it's such a kind of epicenter of Neolithic activity during that time. It's a really interesting period of history, especially in Scotland at that time, because I'm sure most of you have heard Scarabray. If not, it's um, <laughs> um, check out our Instagram. Yes. <laughs> um, but Scarabray is this little Neolithic settlement that's about 2,300 years old. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. It's... Like, I'm not really archaeology centered, so I looked at it and it was. Hella cool, like the stuff, well that cool. Are, the stuff that is still there after mm-hmm. that amount of time is mental. That's because sand, it was buried under sand and then once it was excavated by Gordon Child, what a Name darling. Drop. Name <laughs> drop. <laughs> um, I think it was 1960s, possibly. But he excavated that and sand, which was on top of it, is a very good present preservative yeah preservative preservative um it just keeps everything nice and intact but yes other than neolithic orkney i quite like 
Bronze Age stuff, specifically Ooh. looking at funeral culture. <laughs> so cheery. I know, but you know, it's so interesting to see like the reflections of the past in certain Bronze Age like funeral monuments and mm-hmm. stuff. I find that super interesting. Um, other than that, history side of things, I was a big fan of, you know, you've guessed it, material culture. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Just really think it's the best way to tell a history of anything. Mm-hmm. And it's what most survives, I feel like. I think mm-hmm. a lot of texts don't really... And also the language in some texts is kind of hard to understand. Yeah. But with objects, it's there in front of you. It's just perfecto. Exactly. With me, I like Tudor medieval kind of stuff in Britain and I'm also partial to a bit of early modern. You can tell him from UHI. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, well, being specific, I love the War of the Roses, like the, I love like transitions of power. Mm, So mm -hmm. like looking at the Lancastrians and the Plantagenets and the Tudors Mm. and also symbolism. I'm obsessed with symbolism. As you can see, well, through my love of material culture, (laughs) it's scattered throughout material culture so um also the Tudor symbols like the roses mm-hmm. and that connection to Scotland as well um I also love some Mary Queen of Scots Ooh. have you ever watched Rain have you watched Rain no I haven't but I've been meaning to watch to. it ah it's been on my list it's, for months I will now. say it's very historically inaccurate the oh. costumes are like 21st century oh, but it, the basic story is there it's like gossip girl meets <sighs> 16th century. I also have recently started loving the Jacobites. Ooh, After the module I took last year, mm-hmm. um, and also I've watched Islanda. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, I just love that, you know, again with the symbolism and what that movement mm-hmm. means to Scotland. Yeah. And, you know, that it's not just some dude's kilts going to fight the yeah. British army. It was so much more complicated mm-hmm. than that. And it's just really interesting to find out like also I've not really touched on it in school at all oh no yeah we had like a term in like primary school on it but nothing about like you know the wider implications of it like we had nothing whatsoever but because it was basically just like war war of independence yeah that's kind of it it's just like oh okay but I also have a little bit of interest in archaeology I I don't it just I feel like archaeology and history have to tie in together. Mm. I mean, you can't have one without the other, oh, I God, feel no. like. Because mm-hmm. some of the objects come from archaeology, yes. you know? Um, no, I think archaeology's role in history is so important. Absolutely. Because, like, not to diss history, <laughs> but it's all well and good having, like, things written out there. Um, but it's really interesting to mm. see what comes before, before that. Before the words, yeah. in terms of kind of looking at where we are now and how kind of far we've come from, I think is a very important it thing is. to include archaeology in. Because yes. if you don't include archaeology, you've got a big chunk of history missing. Exactly. So and this is why we're doing the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we're hoping to fill you in on all things Scottish material culture. Yes. Yay. We both have done we've all, we've got a little bit of experience in material culture yes. don't we we did a couple months of archiving volunteering at inverness inverness let me say it properly <laughs> inverness museum and art gallery mm-hmm. uh, with carrie yes and lovely it was very good oh, so dreamy it's 
great. It was basically <laughs> waking up on a Monday morning. I think it was Monday. Monday about morning. About 9am, going down to the museum, cataloguing stuff. Cataloguing. It was honestly the highlight of second it year. It was the, every, every week we like, ready, let's go. Like, let's go. It was Fabulous. We also got to see like behind the scenes of the museum. We got to go in stores. Yeah. We got to see. We got a tour. Oh, it was great. Shout out to Carrie. Yes. You're listening. We did a lot of cataloging very old archaeological finds. It was like, like a lot of Neolithic stuff, was it? Yeah, I think Neolithic and Bronze. Yeah, it was age. a lot of Bronze Age. Bronze Age, yeah. Um, but they were like originally excavated like. In the 80s? We, it was very old It was stuff. old, old stuff. Because it was like boxes and boxes yeah. of little bits of beakers, arrowheads, stones. <laughs> As we kept moving up the periods, the pieces would get bigger. <laughs> I remember there being like a huge beaker pot oh. that we got to see at one point. Yes, it was, it was so cool. Um, for context, the beakers, is that like beaker people, did we? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, they are a Bronze Age community, which is a very distinct style of kind of rounded pottery with nice little grooves around the edges. Um, but yes, it's a very cool little thing, which we might touch on later. Ooh, little, stuff to come. Cheeky. All right, so the aim of this podcast ideally is to get as many people as possible involved with history and archaeology with like removing all of like the academic jargon Mm -hmm. and making things really we do the hard work for you yes (laughs) we'll look at all the horrible articles and we'll tell you them in nice plain english absolutely um we're really hoping that this podcast can get everybody involved it doesn't have to be for students either it can be if you don't know anything about history if you know nothing it's just it's just, as the title suggests, a brief history, so everyone can be involved. Yes. Um, we also want it to possibly be, you know, used for UHI students in the courses. Oh, yeah, that would be brilliant. Would be great. <laughs> that is also why we've included references. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's academically sourced. Absolutely. Each week on our Instagram, mm-hmm. A Brief History Of, we will be posting the images of our objects as well as all the links to the articles we've read, any books, any like documentaries suggestions. we've seen, suggestions for new things for you to read. Um, but yeah. Yeah, all good. Absolutely. So... We hope you enjoy it. And as always, if you've got any questions... Please ask us questions. Please please respond to our polls. Please do. Please our stories. Anything. Please, any communication. Just let us know. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thanks. So, I've heard you've got an object for us this week. I do, because the next couple weeks are going to be about your specialty. Oh, yes. I thought I could maybe... Bring something from my specialty a little oh, bit. So my object is a firing glass, and it's got like a little short stem, oh. but like a wide base. Okay. That's uh-huh. important. That's got a purpose. Didn't know it had a purpose before, <laughs> but it does now. <laughs> All right. Um, I did this for an assessment, so nice. hopefully it's fine. I did learn more things, and I've oh, I've used those ah, things. Ah, okay, I get you. Um, but. It's a firing glass, or it's also referred to as a toasting glass. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I used it a lot to toast to people and things. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jacobites. So, because of the short stem and the base, mm-hmm. 
they used to like when it came like a shot. Imagine taking a oh shot my God. and then they banged it on the table. Like the, that's why it had such a thick base so oh. it didn't break. But the one, the picture of the firing glass is pretty well intact. I don't know how often they banged it on the table. <laughs> Maybe just display one. Yeah, to you it's kind of like we didn't really use it all that often because mm-hmm. it was you know freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they would do it to toast, obviously, the return of James II, okay. or James VII of England, Scotland, whatever way you go look at yeah. it, and his son, uh, Charles Edward Stuart, or the Bonnie Prince, oh. um, because people thought he was the rightful heir. Yes. The object, well, the use of the object is thought to be used, obviously, for Jacobite support, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't really do this, like, you know. I love Bonnie Prince Charlie. Oh, no, that'd be a bit. <laughs> no, there's nothing obvious about it. Okay. You have to know the symbols. Ah. Symbolism, love it. You'd have to know the symbolism to understand the meaning of the glass. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a small thing. Okay. It's a eight point three centimeters height. Oh, it's a little tiny, thing. tiny. Yeah. So, so definitely like a shot yes, glass. Yes, actually. <laughs> and it's six point two at its thickest. Oh. Um, horizontally. Okay. Get you. Uh, the maker is unknown, Ooh. which I don't think is an accident. And guess what? what? It's made in England. <gasps> what? It was made in England. Oh, that's so sneaky. I know. And I think that's why the maker didn't put his name on it. That's really quite smart, you know, yeah. given that it's all like illegal. <laughs> slightly illegal, punishable by death, yeah. slightly. Yeah. Uh, so that's maybe why it's a bit discreet in its nature, because the guy or woman that mm-hmm. already made it, Maybe because they were essentially committed treason by making this object, mm-hmm. so... Well, from the first picture, tend yeah. to have a picture, it's like, yeah. yeah. See that picture on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it's quite intricately made and slightly... There's a lot of detail in the engraving and... I remember, I can remember this. Reversity? What it is. Uh, Jacobite oh. motto. Okay. What does it mean? I don't know what it means. I just said it's a Jacobite motto. Very valid. <laughs> and there's also a rose on it that's a flower. Oh. A white rose. Mm-hmm. And what appears to be a tree. Oh. Branches coming cool. out of it. I'll get into all that later. And it was made around the mid-18th century, so you're talking about 1740s, 50s. All right, kind cool, of like cool. the climax of the yeah. movement. Well, certainly a Culloden time. Yes. Um... I'm going to give a bit of context now about Jacobites. Oh, Because I feel like we need a bit of context. Yes, context is always good. Yes. So basically, the Jacobite movement kind of started because King James VII, or second, was ousted out by William of Orange. You know that dude who oh, came yes. over from Europe. The by, Netherlands, yeah? Yep, yep. Yeah. Came over because uh, ministers were a bit annoyed at King James. Yes. Because he was Catholic. Ooh. And he ruled with... Uh, Mary, who was the daughter of James. Oh, okay, I get you. Mm-hmm. But they are both Protestant, and James ah. was Catholic. And James had a bit of a didn't really like cat, didn't really like Protestant. He kind of excluded them a little yeah. bit, and not very not, nice. Not so good. So, and he's also getting a bit big for his boots a little bit. He wanted, you know, but kind of like Charles II. He wanted, yes. you know, I want to rule. It's my monarchy. Mm-hmm. It's my country. Let me do what I want, lads. Yes. But Parliament were like, nah, we're gonna no. get this new king in. <laughs> William invaded in 1688. Okay. Glorious revolution, they call it. And then after, you know, William is anointed king alongside Mary, it's kind of like, you Scots will accept me as your king. The Gunco Massacre happened. Oh, yeah. Mm. McDonald's and the Campbells. 
uh, and he sets up the succession of the House of Hanover. So oh, after okay. him, is it George the First, Second, Third? Ah, okay, I see so where you're he at. Kind of establishes that dynasty, mm-hmm. and then you've got the the Treason Act of seventeen o two, which is very Ooh. important. So like. You can't make any object say anything that may be treasonable against the Hanoverian line. And mm-hmm. people had to find new different innovative ways. Oh, secrets. So this is what this object is about. Mm-hmm. And great, great historian who talked about this is Murray Pittock. Okay. And a great quote he used to describe these objects is treasonable objects. Ah. It just sums it all up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then my last bit, I'm going to get into symbols. My actual, I don't know why, but I love this symbol. It's not anything that's written down. It's like an act. Yes, I get It's a covert you. act. Mm-hmm. Okay, covert just means, you know, doing something discreetly. Yeah, not open, hidden. Not all nature. Yeah. And basically people used to drink uh, wine, whatever it is, yeah. in the glasses oh. over a bowl of water. So you're toasting the king over the water oh. because James went to Europe. Oh, yes. Did he not go to... France? He went to France. Ah, yes. Um, I think that's really cool that they were just saying. You know, oh yeah, definitely. That's it. such a cute little yeah. metaphor, almost. Very nice. Yep. And oh, the uh, symbols on the glasses, the oak, the oak, the mm-hmm. the tree. That was often the badge of the Stuarts since the mid seventeenth century. Oh. And oh. William Knight, it's like William of Orange. He had mm-hmm. a lot of iconography related to oak trees. Okay. So Stuarts adopted it to be like a you know, ah. and kind of twisted it to their own. Okay. A lot of symbols are like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white rose, obviously, it's kind of like the English rose. Yes. Um, symbol the House of Stuarts, and it's been used since it had been used since Richard the Second. Wow. So big, long time. Damn. And that's kind of it for that. That's my context, lots of objects, lots of symbols. Excellent I've stuff. I've kind of given you a neat initial. Not the best, but you know, it's a start. A nice little overview. No, it was really cool. Thank you. Alrighty, so as this project has been five months in the making, we would just like to take this opportunity to thank a whole list of people. There's a lot of people that made this happen. So we'd like to say thank you to everyone at Heiza, Laurie, Joanna, Emma, and everybody else in the Heiser team. They kind of help, helped us set the microphones up, getting permission to do this, yes. being able to share it, advertise mm-hmm. it, and just, you know, uh, letting students, like UHI students, yeah. be able to access it quite freely. Yes. Everyone was so up for it. Oh gosh, we're so grateful mm-hmm. for it. Um, and them giving all all the support we could really ask for. Absolutely. Was, they gave us everything and more. Yeah, not. definitely. They were brilliant. We would also really like to thank Dr. Lucinda Dean. And the UHI Centre for History staff for providing somewhat training. Yes, <laughs> and lovely lectures throughout the years, as well as just really lovely encouragement mm-hmm. when we had that meeting. When we had the meeting. It was so Some nice. great advice. Yes, definitely. Um, and finally, we'd like to thank Sharon McFarlane and Alan McLeod yes. for setting us up with these lovely microphones. Oh, you're we here. couldn't do it without it. We literally <laughs> couldn't. We wouldn't be able to record. Um, so yeah, big thank you to everyone, everybody. Um, without that, it would, it would just be an idea that would just have stayed an idea. Exactly. It and wouldn't have come to fruition. No. But here we are. We're here we are. What? Recording.
I still can't believe it. It's just I know. how... I how? do not know. <laughs> like, you hear so many people be like, oh, we'll start a podcast. <laughs> and then it just it just goes. But it just. But here we are. We are here in your kitchen. In my living room. <laughs> or kitchen slash living room. <laughs> but no, absolutely fantastic. So we're going to move on to some questions now. Wahoo. That we have taken from our Instagram thing that we did yes, today. Yes, this morning we asked... Um, First questions. Absolutely anything. Anything. The, the, the floor was open. Just... Okay, go for the first question. All right. First question. What is your favourite historical period and why? I feel like I kind of touched on this at the beginning. That's true. Um, I would definitely say medieval because, Ooh. I don't know, I just, I've been brought up with a lot of medieval stuff. Okay, yeah. Like, I've been to the castles, mm-hmm. Sterling Edinburgh Castle, museums. I grew up in museums practically. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just something that's quite popular. I feel like I mm-hmm. feel like I kind of fall into that uh, cliche history person. <laughs> uh, but I absolutely love medieval. Uh, we do it a lot in uni. Yes, and we- it was. I don't know. It's just super interesting just mm-hmm. to compare how people lived then and how their society was so different. Yeah, and how religion was such a big factor in everything. Mm-hmm. Um. It was. It's just. It's just interesting. That is why. Brilliant. No, I. What about yourself? What about me? I. Oh goodness. It. I flip flop between Neolithic and Bronze Age quite often. Mm-hmm. Neolithic because, it's kind of the start of people living in community. Yes. Like proper structured housings, um, communal areas for lots of people to live in. I think that is amazing. How it was so long ago. Um, that people started doing that. Yeah. Um, I just think that's really interesting. And also the Bronze Age, that period in between where it was slowly transitioning out of the Neolithic into the Bronze Age is super interesting because you can see the reflection of different ideas from the Neolithic. It carried into the Bronze Age and it really like shows that even back then people were very aware of their past. Oh, absolutely. we kind of both kind of like you know ideas yeah and how it flows yeah um it's brilliant and obviously of course material culture from both those periods is a given oh clearly yeah (laughs) um i really truly believe like archaeology and history cannot thrive without the material culture obviously there are other professions but those two are the ones we're going to be focusing on because that's what we're studying that's what we're doing um right next question next question um we got asked what was the aim but we've we've already answered that that. so that's all right um what's your favorite historical figure that's a difficult one right times i've been asked this is unreal depends Mm. because do you want to go for someone quite cliche or do you want to go for someone quite you know if they are different Let's you could... be quirky. Quirky. Oh my god. Okay. Quirky. You go first because I can't think of anyone. Oh, um, I can't remember his name. It is um a bog body. This is gone somewhere. <laughs> um, so I think his name is Utsi the Iceman. I will have to double check that actually. Um. But he's cool. He was, he's cool. He was mummified. 
um, perfectly preserved. He's not alive anymore, obviously. Um, That'd be slightly worrying. It would be, actually. Be like Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm getting, like, um, Walking the Dead Yeah, vibes. Walking Dead vibes. <laughs> it's like I'm um, rising out of the bog. <laughs> um, other than that, my favourite historical figure would be... Probably Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria. I love her. I, um, do you know why I love her? Why? Lucy Wars. Lucy Wars. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say her we name have, at some point. Absolutely. Lucy Worsley, a brilliant historian. You may have seen her on the telly. You may she have does her well, I The Six Wise programme, I cannot oh, recommend it's enough. it's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the Tudor fireworks Oh, one. definitely. She did a Tudor Christmas as well. Yes. Uh, super interesting. I also blame her for my interest in the Tudors. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen anything by her, from her, check her out because she makes history so engaging. Literally, the Victoria book was such an easy read. I read it in a few days mm-hmm. and it was, you understood it and you didn't have to go back yeah. and read it. It was just, it was just so easy to, it's, to digest. Exactly. Just like told nice straightforwardly Mm -hmm. nothing too heavy about it brilliant it's the same with her documentaries like calming just really engaging Mm -hmm. like controversial opinion alert oh oh yes i'm gonna go for it prince albert (gasps) now listen to me was pretty horrible to victoria (laughs) No, yeah. Um, could very much argue that she, he really took a lot of her power away from her during the time. I of feel her like pregnancy. he very much tried a yes. lot in the early years. Um, absolutely. Other than that, I don't think Victoria's just really cool. Victoria's really cool. Baby race and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, all that jazz. So German. <laughs> She's yep German. She's German. Grandmother of Europe. Yeah. The classics. Mm-hmm. Nine children. Oh god, yeah, I think it is nine children. Yeah. Going to different monarch oh, yeah. monarchies in Europe. Just Founding Europe. Founding <laughs> Europe. Nuts. Quite Childhood cool. was really interesting mm-hmm. regarding her relationship with her mother mm-hmm. as well as how she interacted with um, I think it was her nanny, Leitzen. Her governess. Governess, that's, that's the pro- yes. Do you know what just sprang to mind when you told me the Victoria programme? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> what? Oh, Victoria's so good. I'm so excited for the next season. Is there going to be a next There's season? There's a next season, <gasps> but um, I hate to break it to you. Don't Albert's say Albert's gonna... Yes! Oh, sorry. Oh no! <laughs> Big shock of I the century. Bit, I was a bit scared you were going to say they could recast Jenna Coleman. They're going to recast her yeah. after this season because Victoria gets bold. That's true. Because that's- so the reason I chose to like also do archaeology is because I spent um, two weeks in October holidays. I think in like fifth year, so back in like 2016, watching Time Team for two straight weeks and that was me. And now look at me. <laughs> You're doing a podcast. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. You're a fourth year. And <laughs> nearly in fourth year. I right. On a tangent. So, going back to it. <laughs> um, would you ever be interested in teaching? I have had this question and discussion quite a lot with friends and family. Yes. <laughs> it's always, I feel like it's a given mm. in history and like 
any social science kind of degree yeah. you do, it's like there's always the fallback of being a teacher. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't want to be a teacher. Yeah, that's fair. I I have no patience for children. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't like I I can't. I mean, I'll have a bit of patience, I think, but yeah. I don't think I could be like, okay, this is this date, this is this. this yeah. Is, I and I know exactly what high schoolers are like. Oh God, yeah, that's. Like, I was one of them, and I'm friends with them all, and I was in the classes, and I just couldn't deal with that. Yeah. And all the you know hassle student teachers get and placements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But. You know what? Mm. My okay. Also, kind of want to be a history teacher because my history teacher mm-hmm. in high school. One of the last things he said to me was, "You'll never, you'll never, uh, you'll never be a history teacher if you don't have advanced history." And I kind of just want to do it. Just, <laughs> just love that spite. Spite. Yeah. Career that. driven. I was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't everything exactly? <laughs> but. To not be a teacher, I would probably go into curating. Ah, um, I you. My dream is to work in the royal palaces, like Kensington and yes. Hampton Court. Absolutely love Hampton Court. So pretty. It's just there's so much there, yes. and it's obviously Tudor, and I'm oh, all about yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's just great. I absolutely love it. It's my dream place to work. Yeah, that sounds lovely. What about yourself? Ooh, I. Like yourself, I don't think I could do teaching. Um, partly due to a lack of patience on my so we part. Both have lack we of both patience. have lack of patience. Um, however, like you were saying, I distinctly remember being in school and a lot of other people being like, "Oh, why do you need to learn about history? This is so boring." Absolutely. And you know, I don't think I think I'm a bit too passionate about this to not I think like us doing yell a at children. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> We've got another question. Ooh. Lastminute.com question. Um, basically, someone's asked because we're always studying history. Yeah. What is the most unexpected area of studying history? Uh, the study of things module. I was doing my kind of little exhibition thing on the concept of privacy. Oh. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting thing because I was looking at objects. I say objects, bedroom spaces Mm -hmm. from Middle Ages, early modern, and then later into the Victorian period. And it was really surprising to me how late it came, like Mm -hmm. the concept of privacy came so late. And I was like, oh, because everyone just lived very communal. In terms of like medieval and early modern, like values Mm -hmm. through society, I thought, always found that particularly interesting. Yes. Yes. What about you? Honestly, it came in first year when we did Ooh. that what is history okay. thing. It was not, I didn't necessarily like it, but it certainly opened up my eyes mm. about what I would be expected yeah. to do for the next four years. Um, but as you were saying, a lot of medieval stuff kind of crept up on me as well. Oh, a little yeah. bit as well. Um, it just sneaks up and then surprises you like, yeah, bang. You like it now. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, who'd have thought this, huh? Honestly, mm. the same, like the museum and the study of things mm, mm, modules, mm. because if you'd asked me in first year, what do you like about history, yeah. your history degree, I would never have said, oh, I like studying material culture. I would have been like, what the hell is that? Yeah, the same. <laughs> I'm like, is that the thing that goes in the museum display cases? Is that so? Yeah. Psych, look at us now. <laughs> 
also a bit of the Crusades that I did this year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I really like the Crusades. I did like I did like it. Nice. Towards the end, it yeah. got good. Um, which is something I hadn't done before. And obviously, this isn't if someone is looking to do history at UHI, it doesn't come until third year. Oh. So, okay, going on from that, what has been your favourite year so far? Oh, probably third year. Third year. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I've just really loved like the range of modules mm-hmm. I've been able to do, and also like the freedom I've I feel had. It's a lot more freedom. It's so nice to be able to kind of write exactly what you want to be writing about, and mm-hmm. you don't have like these very rigid questions. Like we get sexy questions like go yeah, write you one pick of them. one. And then I found this year it was very much a, oh no, you can choose what you want to write yeah. about. And I think that kind of freedom mm-hmm. just really kind of inspired me, It if did, you will. I would have like, to agree as well. Yeah. yeah. So are you the same third year? I'm the same third year. It's just that both semesters I've both had the opportunity to just write what I want to write and mm-hmm. it's just been it's just been fun honestly oh yeah it absolutely I'm not saying other years are just terrible no, and no, drop. No. it's just third years a bit standard exactly I really <laughs> agree um but first year was good in the sense that they introduced it and they didn't you know expect loads and loads and no. loads, loads. Mm-hmm. but um second year kind of the no it wasn't the best and it wasn't the worst no. it was kind of the middle ground i would say first and second year kind of stand out on the yeah similar. um i found second year a test yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to do it, this it really was like it was very it was a test yeah um really kind of set the clear things of what i wanted to do with mm-hmm. this degree and where i kind of wanted to take any like future research yeah. um but yeah. So second year helped you make decisions. Oh yeah, absolutely. It helped me kind of narrow my interests mm-hmm. almost. Like, because I remember in first year we had a whole heap of different different. Oh, topics. it was just like it was a big nice medal. Yeah, medieval to World War Two. Yeah, that was kind of it, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, American history was good. Oh, I really liked American history. Cool. That mm-hmm. crept up on me as nice. well. I mean, I kind of well. Hamilton, I blame it for. But yeah, I really liked American history. It mm-hmm. was so in Nicola Martin, Dr. Nicola Martin. Ah, it. cool. And it was a, I think it's a core one for history. So if you're doing it, you if you're in second year, you'll be doing it. Hopefully, yeah, it's really good. Nice. Yeah. Got another question, another late last minute question. Uh-huh. Um, from which period in history do you think Scotland has retained the most traditions we still follow today? Oh, that's a weighty question. It's a huge <laughs> question. Um, honestly, from like Victorians, I feel like they romanticise a lot of the traditions that we have. Mm, I get you. Like Victoria and the tartan and the yes. I feel like a lot. Like when you first think of Scotland, what's the first thing you really think of? Yeah, like Highlands. Highlands. Loch Ness. Oh and yeah. Stuff. I told. I now get what you mean. Like because. It was, you know, legal to talk about Scotland yeah. and stuff. And, <laughs> but, no, I get you. I think the romanticisation oh, of our absolutely. culture. Oh, absolutely. Walter Scott? Yes. Yes, that did. Um, what else? Honestly, from like the 1700s, maybe not 1700s, because that's when it kind of got, you know, bit, uh-oh. a bit, you know, England's... Yeah, you know, the old battle, and you know, 
But honestly, from probably Victoria being here, mm, I think I that's where we mean. get a lot of... I mean, Burns Night as well. That's true. Um, wearing kilts. Yeah. That's kind of an old tradition. I guess so, yeah. Uh, tartan. Mm-hmm. That was like 13th century. I think it was the wow. first tartan that they found was the 14th century evidence for it. Oh, that's early. I so like yeah. 1300s. Yeah. I think so, if my memory serves. Because I did the exhibition on last year. Ooh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's. What you mean? What other traditions do we have? That, I've. I mean, there's the old patriotism. Yeah, there is. There is that. Good old nationalism. Yeah. I just think the Victorians have a lot to answer for in that sense. No, I. Now that you bring that up, I I really do agree with that. Uh Um, because if you think it from the English perspective, it must be such a like a ooh, I'm going to go up north for a little holiday. (laughs) I'm gonna wear kilts. Fabulous. Okay, next question. Next question. What have been your favourite modules this well, past I think, three years? Oh, three years and went. I think we both, I mean, it's one of the reasons we started this podcast was mm-hmm. the material culture study of things. Yes. It's where we both kind of started to, you know, really grasp the ideas mm-hmm. of what objects can tell people. Yes. And what they mean, because it was, it was thematic, the mm-hmm. module was thematic, so... There was like rituals, there was like home life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went in really nice categories. You could understand it. Yes. It was it was done in a way it that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I just remember doing the morning ring. Oh the, with the hair in yes. the in the band. Oh that was lovely. I think I did death bell it was for the, that yeah, one. Yeah, we chose the same week, didn't yes, we, for presentations. We did. It was great. It was good. Um I really like the Jacobites module, ah. as I've said previously. Um, I don't know, I just found it, again, it was so easy, so well-structured, and it went through kind of chronologically. Okay, yeah. So you started, I mean, it was kind of thematic at, at some points, mm-hmm. but it started with, like, the Glorious Revolution. I'm really into Jacobites. I'm going to tell you about Jacobites. <laughs> unreal. Um, so it, and then it progressed up until like the modern day mm-hmm. and the myths and the legends and what oh, in the present ah. day. So yeah, it's good that Definitely. way. Good that stuff. was wrong by Dr. Nicola Martin. Ah. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Any other modules? Any brief shout outs that we want to mention? Oh, I personally, as well as the study of things and public history... I actually did like public yes, history. Yes, I really enjoyed public history. It was brilliant. I it was loved, different. It was very different, but excitingly different. Because every week, well, for the first couple of weeks, weeks, it was telling us how to write our big project. Right. Yeah. Which I love because it was our own idea. Yeah, it was. I think it's been the f- first major time that we've been given like our own thing to mm-hmm. go and work off of and mm-hmm. that was so cool to me personally yeah. like, like i'm thinking of taking my dissertation taking oh, it forward to my dissertation because i really loved it absolutely um, but yeah um, and also like hearing from the different speakers mm-hmm, that, that was so week. interesting definitely um i really liked what was the the ai one that was the virtual one. Virtual one. I thought that was that bloody. was hella cool, wasn't it? Like what? the 3D like, print, yeah, 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 yeah. Something of something. That was very good was all around. Very cool. Um, I also to go back all the way to first year. I did um a prehistory module, <gasps> which <laughs> I originally thought was like part of the history degree, but uh-huh. it was archaeology, and 
oh my god, I've never found anything more interesting. Really? It was so cool to kind of jump straight into this, like, completely new era of history mm-hmm. for me. Like, it was so interesting because of, like, the lack of written record. Um, these, oh, what's that monument doing over there? Mm-hmm. That All of that kind of... Early, early beginnings of human history I found so fascinating. Um, so then I took a very similar module in third year called Prehistory of Highlands and Islands, which was... Yeah, someone yes. else did that. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed them. And they also follow the very, like, thematic. Mm-hmm. I did the Clavicairns. Um, I love Clavicairns. Oh, my God, I've never found a more interesting site. I mean, other than the Ness of Brodgar. <laughs> but, yeah, no, very, very good modules. Lovely. What else? Also, the Ooh. museum one. <gasps> yes! When did we take that? Second year. Second year? That was a very That was good. very good. We got to do our own exhibition. Yes. And pick objects and set them around them. Mm-hmm. I did my Davidson tartan scarf. Ah. And I centred it around how um, tartan evolved how mm-hmm. it was important to Scottish social history and, you know, Jacobitism again. Oh my yeah. god, I sound obsessed with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really good. And also getting to talk, well, hear from museum people, yes. like curators and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Carrie do one? Carrie didn't do no. one, no. Oh. I have a poor memory. <laughs> no. But Ooh. I think that was kind of my standouts. Yeah. Um, Actually, when the very first history module, what is history? I really enjoyed that one. What is history, yeah. Yeah, all the way in first year. I thought it was really interesting that learning was, about all the different... That feels like a lifetime ago. I have really very much enjoyed all of the modules. Overall, Overall. I would say like, the modules have been pretty decent. Yeah. Not even pretty decent, pretty Lovely good. stuff. Um, um, you learn something new every time. Oh, yeah. Like, with my Crusades, when I did this side of this second semester, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. It was like, I'd never done Crusades before, and mm. I was like, wow, I had no idea all this happened. Hey. It's pretty cool. But yeah. Nice. Should we move on to the next question? Yes. Um, the last question is, why history? Why history? Why have you chosen this? Well, from my primary end of primary you can tell that I was obsessed with horrible histories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely obsessed. I used to wait for that programme to come on all the time. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, again, I, we, I seem to like history being made fun and interactive and, yeah. you know, silly. and But also really inclusive. Like, like some of my knowledge has come yeah. from oh, horrible yeah, histories. For sure. <laughs> all of the kings and queens on family holidays Mm -hmm. we'd always go to some museum or some Mm -hmm. historical place um uh, in canada we went to the dinosaur museum in london we'd always go to the british museum Mm -hmm. Uh, it was always something cultural in it and also back home summer holidays were filled with going to stirling castle edinburgh castle everywhere in scotland um but that was kind of why i chose history also in high school granted it's not great it's not extensive it's not a very you know but from that uh yeah it's kind of why i chose history ah lovely what's about yourself why did i have to choose oh you could also see why you chose archaeology oh well i'll 
I chose archaeology because I wa- watched too much of it during an October holiday. <laughs> Time team was great. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, my love for history came from, you guessed it, horrible histories. It yeah. was fun, exciting. There were songs. It was colourful as well. Exactly. What more could you want from history? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, going back to when we were talking about teachers, I had a teacher in primary three called Mrs. Allen. Primary three. Yeah. I remember distinctly because we got to learn about the Romans. (laughs) And it was so cool. Lucky. I loved it. We Um, did the 60s. Oh, no. And the Vikings. And the Vikings. Oh, we did Vikings. We went to this outdoor like museum just mm. outside Aberdeen near Afford and like they had all these huts huh? they had made them up and we got to dress up um I think that was the same Roman time because I remember it you'd have to run across the field and yell and, and hit people that, that sounds was brilliant great to me as a child that sounds great um but no that really got to me it was so good stuck in your brain stuck in my brain and then I took it in higher no took it in that five just as, you know, a filler subject. I feel like history, modern studies and geography fall into the filler subjects yeah, in high school. It's which just something that's I'm fun. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> yeah, I'm very sorry to all my teachers. Yeah, very sorry. But it did not turn out to be a filler subject no, because still I doing it. still am here. Yay. And now I'm here now and I'm loving it. Yeah. It's a grand old Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Brilliant. So... That's all our questions. That was quite ominous. Okay, Okay. so we've done the first episode. We've done the first episode. That's mental. Wow. Probably an hour long. (laughs) Oh god, yeah, there's going to be a lot of editing. (laughs) Absolutely. But tune in. I I don't know why. Tune in's a bit cringy. Like and subscribe. (laughs) It's not a YouTube channel yet. Don't forget to hit that like button. (laughs) <laughs> um I hope what's a better way to say tune um, in let's go with see you next time we'll have to see you next time because this is like an hour long yeah and uh, we said uh, 20 to 30 minutes yes. for our episodes yep we're gonna cut it chop it dice it up and dice it and serve it to serve you serve it to you <laughs> I don't know what on what platform yet but no. hopefully all of them we're Okay, okay, so we've Sorry. done all our questions. We've said everything we want to say. Yeah. So I think we should wrap it up for the first episode. Yes. So we hope you've enjoyed this. It's quite chaotic. It's I hope this set the tone and the vibe. For and the rest of them. Yeah. It will be a bit more informative the next couple of episodes. It mm-hmm. won't just be us rambling and going off into, hopefully, not many tangents. Possibly There might some. be tangents. There might be tangents. But there'll be... Relevant. Yes. Not going <laughs> off into about Victoria. <laughs> um, so, just like to say one big thank you. Thank you again to everyone Everybody. who helped us. Yes. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you. See you next for the time. next one. Bye bye. Ta da!